creating an avatar. So this is what this today's podcast is all about. So an avatar is uh, your audience, basically, or a snapshot of the people in your audience. Let's look at this today. So for many years, avatars have been used as a way for you to make a connection between your audience uh, that you do not have at the moment. So there's lots of ways most marketers are pushing out the standard forms on, you know, you should fill this out, what age they are, what name they are, what they do for hobbies, what their interests are, um, as far as films, books, these kind of things. And do you need to go that deep? Do you need to get really into that? Because like, if you are new to business, like it can be really hard. I mean, where do you start? Your, your, creating an avatar of, of essentially something that you haven't got any data on so it, it can be quite hard now in lots of cases of course the avatar is going to be someone like you because if you're teaching something uh, or you're uh, vested or it's a hobby then you are an avatar of yourself of your business so in some respects a lot of people what they do is they'll create an avatar of themselves <laughs> which kind of seems a bit mute because really you already know what you are and why you like it. So is it useful? Is it handy? <clears throat> and personally, my own viewpoint on this is um, I, I never, never create an avatar. Uh, I only do it for new businesses because I need to know so from a marketing point of view, I need to know their audience. But I won't just make it up. You know, we always use data. As we know in marketing, data is king. And regardless of what anyone says, that is the case. So data can show how much engagement you get on posts or socials and these sort of things. Obviously, you've got to be careful because some of that data might be mute if it's not uh, if that actual advert or whatever you're running isn't actually covering what you're trying to sell. Now, you might say, well, of course I'm going to sell. I'm going to have my adverts going to include what I sell. But some people don't. They try to be funny with things and the message is not clear. And that confuses users who originally might have clicked on it for a different reason. So you've got to be careful about the data, but data is king if it is the correct data. So... An avatar in its sense. So it's a customer avatar and customer avatars are single person profiles, a representation of a buyer in your market. So you you may have also heard them called buyers or marketing personas or customer profiles. These are all pretty common marketing terms. And from my point of view, I do digital courses. I know my market audience because I use it from data. Yes, data is what I use it for. I know people coming through and I know their ages approximation. I know what their interests are. So it's really quite easy for me to put this together. And in fact, I never put an avatar together in my life. You might go, what? You've got to put an avatar together. You're, if you're a marketing to audience, you have to put an avatar together. No, no, not always. Um, certainly. Uh, in my case I don't have to I, the audiences I know with all of my products and courses that I sell I know exactly who those people are I know where they hang out I have them in my communities I know these people I don't need to put an avatar up for myself that I pin to my wall because I already know okay 
So it's not a bad thing to to do it if you're maybe motivating yourself. You've got a picture of someone behind you and you're like, that's my audience, that's who I'm selling to. That can be quite good. But that's kind of how I, I use it now um, from that point of view. Now, as I said before, if, it's, uh, if I'm doing a job for a client and I need to know I need to know data and I need to know who they are. At least I need to have an idea. And avatars or personas, they do change over time, that's for sure. So you need to be careful and you need to be, again, analyzing the data and who is coming into your platform. I'll give you a great case study on this. Uh, well, I work actually for Zendler. So it's um, a course creation platform. <clears throat> that's one of my um, job roles as well as running my own businesses. So with Zenla in in particular, uh, it's quite interesting because most of our users on our platform are actually women. These are the ones that are actually creating courses and this is the majority. So very interesting to see the data coming back from podcasts like this one because actually uh, it's about the same. It's 50-50 men and female. So what does that tell me? Well, it tells me, well, there could be various reasons. I've talked talk to some other marketers on this as well because I was just interested in their in their views on it. And one of them was Kirsty Vandervolk. And she actually said to me, well, do you know what, David? It's actually, it's more of a woman area. It's more women orientated. So yeah, you're going to have that more on the platform. But podcasts where a a male is talking, then men are drawn to that. So they might not be into courses themselves, but they are drawn to knowing about marketing and business strategies and all of these things. And it's got a higher traction for a rate for men over women. Now, as we've got it at the moment, it's 50-50. It couldn't be better. I've got both, you know, but it is an interesting way to look at that. Whereas our, our usual social might be going out uh, more on the feminine side towards women. They don't realize that there is a big male market and they are into it. Of course, we know there is tons of male entrepreneurs and they are doing things all the time. So why are we missing out on these people? And this is where it's kind Kind of an illusion of uh, what's going on you know why is that data showing that why is that data showing this why have we actually got this and where are those where are those men coming into the platform or maybe those men are not engaging enough in the platform uh, but there is an equal amount now we know that more of them is women but um these are all interesting things that go for your head. Now, we're not even talking about building our persona or our avatar yet. I'm just giving you an offshoot of how these kind of things can work out for you. So critical elements to your marketing campaign, so the creation of visuals, paid ads, ads, and valuable additions to um, all of your marketing resources should be, in a way, targeted towards that persona or that avatar. So customer avatar creation, it aims to make a single fictional character who outlines your, your ideal marketing target. But keep in mind that is not your average buyer. It's someone you'd like to sell to. Okay, so we're looking for the ideal. We're not looking for a general, okay? And this is where it can be 
confusing to people because you're actually looking for the ideal person, you know, someone that fits exactly into that little jigsaw puzzle, you know, because we know that if we get that ideal person, there's going to be offshoots of it. We don't want to be starting with an offshoot of it because then you're not right in the center. And that's what we're trying to do. Remember, we're, we're actually targeting, we're targeting the marketing, yeah? Okay, marketing, targeting. That's where it comes from. We're actually trying to target that center because then of the offshoots around the outside. So this is really important when you're building your avatar that you make sure that it's not too, you know, that it is your ideal. It's right in there. It's right in the center of that niche that you're trying to build. This is really, really important, guys, to remember this point, yeah? So as already mentioned, the purpose of a customer avatar is to actually get a broader scope of the demographic data. Now, when I say demographic data, I'm coming back to data because data is king, as I've mentioned. So you can research this. There's lots of tools to find, or you can do searches on how many people are interested in this or that. And you can find a general scope of um, where it goes. But we're talking about a broader scope of demographic data here. So with these outlines, you define who your customer is and they expect and what they expect from your brand as well. So you're looking at those aspects as well. So you might have more than one customer avatar. So if your company is segmented into products and services, you might have different avatars based on that so be very careful if you're I, I suggest if you're a new course creator you certainly start with one area first yeah don't start rolling out this is a common mistake uh, people roll out across so many different sections and categories when they first start because they have lots of ideas and they're like I want to do this I want to do that be really careful with it you need to stay on focus you need to just pick one okay this is important for this side of things so that you're on the right track with that avatar to be begin with okay and when we're talking about these personas we are talking about who you're trying to reach out to we're trying to make it easier for you to identify them okay identify and make some assumptions but back those assumptions up with finding out if those assumptions are true so what do i mean by backing up your assumptions well this is really important um you might think or you might assume that everybody's on that's in your particular niche are on youtube so you might just start okay so i'm going to hit i'm going to hit youtube no 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 you need to check you need to check how many people are following people in a similar niche in that area you know jump onto other social sites do some searches okay just do some searches see how many views see how many people have got following them and then that assumption could be redefined and data that you will have gathered just now will back up the assumption or not. And if they don't back the assumption up, then be certainly revise it. Okay. Don't be stuck in one little pigeonhole. Okay. Don't think you know it. Going into this, you might realize, actually, do you know what? I was completely wrong. I thought it was 45 to 60 year olds were going to be interested in this. As it turns out, it's 25 to 35 year olds. 
my, I thought it was all female that were interested in this. It happens to be all males. You know, these, these things can just come to light with a little bit of searching around. Now, what is great about the internet is we've got that information at our fingertips. It's all there. Google's got a host of tools for checking trends and these sort of things. So you can check the data in Google. If you've already got websites up and those things, you can check your analytics. You can see what's coming through. If you've got some social setup, you can check all of those as well. So what I'm saying is you're backing everything up with data because, well, like I've said, data is king. Even when building a persona or an avatar, even if you're just starting off, data to back up what you feel will justify what you are thinking, okay? So, it is really important that um, an avatar, you might, seem, you might seem like it takes a lot of time and effort um, and you might think, oh, you're wasting time. Certainly how I feel about it in a way, um, but I've already told you why. Um, I've told you that I know my audience. I know where they hang out. I'm not going to say that I know it all because like we said, data is king and it's always changing. And I found that it does change based on different topics that I'll pick for, let's just say, my sculpting business, so digital sculpting. I will have a completely demographic for the jewellery to organic modelling or miniature modelling, for instance. They are completely different areas and completely different demographics across the board. So, and, and although you do get some crossover, remember, when you get someone that's crossing over and buying all of your stuff, you've hit that middle target, that center jigsaw puzzle, yeah? So let's move on and find out uh, one of probably the most important parts of the data is you wanna collect is the challenges and the pain points that your ideal customer faces. So, uh, you know, whether it's a fear of losing their customers, inability to adapt to new technologies, or they're scaling upwards, not knowing the problems your demographic faces can help narrow or broaden your definition of the ideal customer. So this is a key critical piece of information, and it always is on everything that you're doing. And I've mentioned this before in many of the podcasts that I've broadcast. And this is pain points and value. What are they getting? How are you helping them? And this will be the main reason that they buy into you, regardless of age, you know, um, gender, any of these things. This will be what they will be buying into. But you need to place a little bit of a factor on your pricing. Because like, are they earning enough money? If it's a high ticket item, then you know, you're gonna, you, you've got people that can afford to do it. They probably own their own house. They probably own a company, these kind of things. So what sort of education have they got? You know, what, how are you gonna, how is this gonna be written for you? Are, are, have they got a degree level education or are, are they not? You know, have they not even gone to school? You know, this, this is gonna affect how you write you know, how you put things down. I'm a firm believer in making, not using acronyms. I hate them. I absolutely hate them. They wind me up and drive me mad. Um, and I like to write in really plain English, nice crystal clear English that everybody can understand. Okay. And this includes 
people that don't speak the language. Because if you're writing in plain English and then they use a translation app, it's going to be better for them than writing in long worded or thesaurus type words that you're pulling out <laughs> for them to understand, which the translator probably will not translate. So even these sort of things you're thinking about with your ideal customers. You might find that your ideal customer is actually not from where you're from. So I'm like in the UK and I have a massive audience um, from East Europe. You know, because they're very much into, in one area, in one section of my work, because they're very much into the sculpting, digital sculpting. So that is a massive area. I mean, I'm talking massive. I'm talking like 80%, yeah? And my stuff is all in English. Okay, so bear that in mind. And I've and I've been asked to do stuff in translations. So actually to get stuff translated into um check and stuff so that they can so that it can be understandable and and I might have to build that into there at the moment I'm okay but I might have to build in there but I'm saying to you by using nice plain English then it can be converted easily in these translation apps so this is something else that you have to bear in mind but you don't need to get look guys you don't need to get bogged down with this you can start really simply you know you can just start to build or flesh out your persona and avatar and it gives you a direction of where you're going to make life so much easier for you so you're also going to want to understand uh, the decision making process of your persona as well so your avatar you're going to need to know how they make decisions what is it based on is it based normally it's based on time or it's based on or lack of time or it's based on money so financial okay these are the two top reasons and the third one is level the level that they are so this these three things are going to determine who or narrow your market down okay high ticket item you're not going to get people that can't afford it you know they're going to have to have the money to be able to do it if it's if it's time related you're going to need to make it concise and maybe even set out a structure for them to follow you might not be able to do lives with them you might have to make sure that it's an evergreen standard course so that they have the time to fit it in when they can so you're addressing that as an issue okay and so these are things that you need to bear in mind when you're doing it now there are a ton of templates and like everyone chucks them out. Everyone just copies it. Go to chat GPT, right? Just do this for me. Type in there. Can you create a question sheet for a avatar or marketing persona for my niche? Put your niche in there and a little bit more information. And can you make it bullet pointed and structured? Just put that in chat GPT. That will chuck you out a nice little template that you can use free of charge uh, just by going on chat GPT. And it'll give you all the ones. Now, and remember to add the extra ones that I've said there about their fears, what their values, those points. Put those in there, definitely. But um, that will give you an avatar that you can fill out free of charge and you can sell it yourself. Now, like you will be building on this, of course. If you see a, a gap in there that ChatGPT hasn't done, then make sure that you put that in there as well. Uh, make sure that the information or the um, prompt that you create is actually clear, crystal clear for it. 
Um, you might have to do it a few times, try different wording. Don't just try my wording, try your wording as well to get um, a template that you can start to fill out, okay? Always have an image as well. Pick an image of someone that you that you think represents that as well. Again, you can, you're not selling it or anything. You can just go on Google, grab an image, and um, you're not gonna sell the sheet, so you're keeping it as personal use, so you can print it out, and then you can view it from there. But that is all about the creating an avatar and hopefully that's useful for you so this is like a foundational thing this is like the first thing that you do before you would move on to any of the next parts of your business okay but you might already you might already have a business all set up but you're just not getting enough sales and you just want to really just tighten up on all that stuff so it doesn't necessarily have to be new people this could be people that are already doing it that haven't done it in the beginning okay so Definitely pay attention to it. It's still worth doing, okay? Still worth doing. As you start to know your audience and you engage with your audience and you've got a big following, you'll kind of work it out for yourself because you'll be talking to these people. Hopefully, you'll be engaging because that's number one in marketing. Engage with your audience. Always engage. So that is creating an avatar for your business. And hopefully, this has been useful for you. That's another podcast from us at Zenla.